Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rethink Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Gabriella Bach, and today we'll be speaking with my guest, Jill Feldman. Jill is the Vice President and General Manager at Kids Foot Locker, the ultimate one-stop shop for children's apparel, footwear, and accessories with locations across the United States and globally, including its new interactive House of Play stores, which recently opened in Florida and Texas. Prior to joining Foot Locker, Jill held leadership positions at retailers such as JCPenney, Famous Footwear, and Crate and Barrel across marketing, merchandising, e-commerce, and product development. Jill, thanks so much for joining the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's great to have you here, especially now that we are deep into back to school season, which we will um, get to in a little bit. But first, I would love it if you could kiss, kick us off by telling our listeners just a little bit more about yourself and your professional journey to Kids Foot Locker. Sure. So I actually started, my first job ever was in retail. I worked retail in both high school and college. Um, you know, I always loved helping customers. I loved product. I love making the stores look beautiful. And so when I graduated school, I actually became a CPA. And that only lasted about a year and a half when I realized that probably wasn't my dream job. <laughs> and I felt like I really wanted to get back into retail, actually. So I've had the opportunity to work with a number of different retailers. You mentioned Crate and Barrel, Macy's, JCPenney, Famous Footwear. And I've been really fortunate in my career. I've gotten to do a lot of different roles within those companies, everything from on the product side, the planning side, marketing, e-commerce, which all have really set me up for this role as general manager, where I get to oversee mm-hmm. and work with a lot of cross-functional teams every day. And then personally, I have two young kids, a three-year-old and a five-year-old. They just Mm. went back to school themselves. Um, So I have my own little focus group of two at home as well. I love that. It's like you have a direct line in with the alphas. um, So that must help keep things interesting. And then I, you know, I also love that you got your start on the floor. You know, so many retail leaders that I've spoken to that are super passionate about this industry also got their start as a, an associate on, on the sales floor. So what was it about retail that you really connected with, you know, during those early years? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that I've always really loved about retail is trying to anticipate what the customer wants next. So when I was an associate, I really loved it when I could actually help customers put a whole outfit together or help, you know, a parent pick out the, the right gift for their kids um, for Christmas or something. And then that's kind of translated into my career, whether it's thinking about store design or product, like what's the customer going to want next, whether it's Mm -hmm. next season, two years from now. And that's been really fun for me and really motivating. And I think that's kind of the common thread of why I've loved all these roles so much. Absolutely. And that, that's great to hear. You can definitely just hear um, in your voice how passionate you are about um, working in this industry. And circling back to your little ones at home. So you mentioned you have two little alphas at home who happen to be, you know, your uh, target customer at Kids Foot Locker. So are there any secret revelations you can share with us about these young consumers? Yeah, so we do spend a lot of time learning about Gen Alphas, thinking about Gen Alphas. Um, and I think a couple of things that we've really learned that stand out to us are, you know, Gen Alpha is the most diverse generation growing up in the most diverse 
uh, world. And, you know, I think that that fact is making them an incredibly inclusive generation. I think they're very open-minded, very empathetic. And whether that relates to race, gender, sexuality, they're really challenging a lot of notions from previous generations. And so as a retailer, that makes us think really hard about how making mm -hmm. sure that we're being as inclusive as they are. You know, another thing that we know about Gen Alpha is it's influenced some of our thinking is, you know, the Gen Alphas have been raised for the most part by millennial parents, and they actually have a pretty close relationship with their parents. And those millennials who really value experiences um, have a pretty sophisticated taste. They've really imbued that on the younger generation as well. So we find that Gen Alphas have a surprisingly sophisticated taste level, whether it comes to what they expect from a retailer or the products or trends that they want. Um, so that's been really influential in designing our house of play stores, making sure that it's more than just a retail experience, that it actually has um, you know, true interactive experiences for kids and their families. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and I definitely think that you hit the nail right on the head with talking about how diverse these little consumers are and, you know, how accepting they are of their peers. Um, and then also touching upon their parents who are mainly millennials who really value these, you know, high touch experiences. But then also, you know, the alphas too, who are, you know, the most connected generation um, of consumers that we've seen from such an early age. And then also you, you did touch upon, so launching the new House of Play stores. So I would love to hear a little bit more about that experience, you know, what it's like and really what, what prompted Kids Foot Locker to go ahead and, you know, try out this new format. Yeah, well, maybe I'll start with the, the end part of that question of what motivated us to try this out. And that really did come from that research about just how experience hungry Gen Alpha was. And so we wanted to create something that was more than just a space that sold product. Um, and that was really um, the thought behind it. So these stores, um, as you can probably um, gather from their name, House of Play, very focused <laughs> on this notion of play and having interactive and immersive experiences. So these stores are about three times the size of a normal kid's footlocker, and that allows us to have activation spaces throughout the store. Um, now, another thing about kid's footlocker is, although we're focused 100% on kids, we actually serve a pretty wide range of ages. If you think about our youngest customers who are walking in might be two years old, some of our older customers who might be 14 years old. Um, there's quite a difference in those age groups. Mm -hmm. So we really tailor the different spaces in the store to serve those different groups. So for the little ones, there's kind of a tumble and play area. And then for the older kids, there's a study area where there's beanbag chairs. There's also a digital gaming table and oh, trying to fine. make sure that we have a place for everyone and also a place really where their entire family can come and enjoy it. So the success, you know, these stores have been very successful. Um, we're seeing great uh, KPIs and metrics, but I think the thing that really stands out is just the customer reaction and the look mm -hmm. on the kids' faces when they come in for the first time, or when we see that, you know, I, I visit a store and I can tell that they come in a lot because they have mm -hmm. a very close connection with our associates who we call stripers. Um, and so that's been really amazing to see as well. That's fantastic. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, just as a parent, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Is there is there a coffee bar or a, you know, a snack bar, <laughs> anything like that? Well, we don't have anything quite as specific for the parents, um, although we Darn. do have a number of different events and activities we've hosted with food and snacks for the whole family, more snow cones in the bar, but uh, yeah, <laughs> so, some fun things. 
Awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and then, you know, typically how long are customers coming in and staying in the space? And, you know, what are you seeing in, as, as far as conversions go? Yeah, so um, conversion is very high, actually. It's about in the top 3% of all kids' footlockers. So even though we're getting increased traffic, people coming in just to play, they're actually converting at a really high rate. So that's part of why they've been so successful. Um, And, you know, it really varies. We still have customers who come in. They just want to see the latest and greatest Uh, maybe get that one sneaker at that time and leave. And then we have a lot of other people, especially on a Saturday or a Sunday, they're coming in, they're maybe shopping around the entire center with their family. Um, And the kids can come and stay for quite a long time, uh, generally with their parents, but, you know, we'll host um, art activities. We've done customizations with Crocs and other activities as well. Um, And that certainly gets people there um, and they love spending, you know, sometimes hours in the store. That's fantastic. And, you know, I'm sure you are seeing a lot of traffic in those stores right now Mm -hmm. since back to school season is now upon us. Um, So I wanted to hear from you a little bit about, you know, what are some of the the top products that are being kind of sought out by your customers, both kind of the, the older kids and then also the alphas this season? Yeah. So, you know, every back to school Black sneakers and white sneakers are really a staple. There's a lot of kids who are required to wear those by their um, by their schools as part of a uniform. And so we always see a huge uptick in black and white sneakers, and this year is no different. Um, but the other thing that's really trending is anything that's really centered around basketball. So it can be basketball-inspired, court-inspired. So whether that's... Um, you know, an Air Jordan retro shoe or something from New Balance, like a 550 or up and coming, you know, shoe from Puma with LaMelo Ball. So there's a lot of basketball, a lot of energy around basketball. And then the other big trend that we're seeing, especially for the older kids are around high tops. So mm. if you, um, you know, live in an area or you have teens or, young, you know, young kids of your own, you probably see them wearing Nike blazers or Chuck Taylor all-star high tops. And so we're seeing a lot of that. Um, and then for the younger kids, they're really drawn to anything colorful with their character, their favorite characters on it. So for the younger kids, um, we actually just introduced a new brand called Ground Up, which is really licensed uh, footwear and Spider-Man, Disney princesses selling incredibly well. And anything that's a little bit novelty, like unicorn styles from Vans, or we have another band style that's a little shark. And that's really very popular with the little kids and I think their parents too. Very cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I still rock my my uh, Chuck Taylor high top. Nice. So <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad to know I would, I would be cool still around... Um, around the freshmen and the middle schoolers. So yes, definitely. <laughs> Very cool. I, I'd love to hear a little bit about your back to school campaign, um, remix the culture and kind of what that looked like. And then just generally what your, what your approach to, to back to school looks like this year. Yeah, so Remix the Culture is our campaign this year for back to school. It's actually not a customer-facing name, but something we're using internally. Mm-hmm. And it was really born from two insights. And the first is that sneaker enthusiast parents, they really revel in passing down their love of sneaker culture onto their kids. But they also really love seeing their kids put their own unique spin on sneaker culture. So 
hence remix the culture. So, you know, an example of what how this came to life is one video, um, there's a dad lacing up his daughter's new pair of Jordans. And then you see her friends beckoning her and pretty <laughs> she's running and she jumps in an enormous puddle. Um, and there's just a horrified look on the dad's face. <laughs> and so definitely if you're a sneaker head, that, that spot makes you really cringe when you see those um, shoes go into the puddle. But I think it's an insight that any parent can relate to. And so this came to life, um, you know, across an omnichannel approach, a, a big emphasis on social media, online video, a lot of other tried and true demand capture tactics, um, and of course, in stores as well. And then one thing that's really important to both Kids Foot Locker and Foot Locker is giving back to community. So community was a big piece of our campaign this year as well. So one of the things that we did and are actually in the process of doing is partnering with Adidas for kind of a remix the culture customization bar in cities across the U.S. If customers, um, you know, shop with Adidas, it's Foot Locker, then they have access to a whole customization bar, which is really fun. And then we've done a ton of other community givebacks as well. So one thing that we always take a lot of pride in doing is getting kids off to school in the right way. So that uh, means providing them with backpacks. So we've done backpack giveaways in a number of different cities. Usually, um, you know, we make a real celebration out of this. So with a DJ, there might be food, sometimes haircuts or uh, manicures. Um, and then of course, backpacks um, to really complement the rest of the kids head to toe. We've done a couple events already, um, one with Little Baby in um, Atlanta, one with Rick Ross in Miami, where we had some really big events, um, gave away shoes and backpacks and other things just to help kids get their uh, get their school year started off right. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, I love that you guys, you know, have really created this kind of fun and interactive event around you know, giving back. So it isn't really just giving back the products, but it's also giving this, you know, really fun and magical child experience that, um, you know, is great for everyone and families and, you know, unforgettable. And then also with the Adidas, with the customized sneaker bar, which, you know, being able to personalize and customize your your product, that's really cool and a, and a trend, you know, we're seeing more and more of. For that customized option, what are what what are kids able to do? What can they do to their sneakers? There's laces or other things that they can apply. So we've actually um, done this before, and you're right, kids love customization. Um, mm -hmm. So sometimes they can paint, sometimes they can draw with markers. There's different laces and things like that. Um, and you know, we find that kids really love putting their own spin on anything and really, you know, being able to express their individuality, um, which mm -hmm. is a big part of sneakers. So it makes a lot of sense for our brand and Adidas. Absolutely, that sounds like a whole bunch of fun. Hey, grocery retailers. Do you know where you'll be next month? Because Rethink Retail will be in sunny Las Vegas attending the world's leading grocery conference. Grocery Shop serves as the industry's personal GPS helping businesses navigate the rapid rise in e-commerce, the latest business models and technologies, and the changing consumer behaviors that are leaving a lasting impact on the industry. Grocery Shop will be welcoming over 4,000 industry executives and speakers from all over the grocery and CPG space, as well as solution providers with the latest and greatest technologies, and many, many more. Join us September 19th through the 22nd in Las Vegas, Nevada. We hope to see you there.
you know, I wanted to ask because I know that earlier this year, Foot Locker acquired WSS, mm-hmm. which is for our listeners, a California based athletic footwear and apparel retailer that operates nearly 100 off mall locations. So I wanted to hear a little bit about this. And then also, you know, how important do you think off mall will be for the future of Kids Foot Locker? Yeah, so um, so we did acquire WSS or Foot Locker Inc. did acquire WSS um, last year, which I think has been a great addition to our company. You know, the things that we have in common are that we really are centered around community. Mm-hmm. WSS really does an amazing job serving um, their local consumers in California and Texas. They do a ton of community give back. So there's a lot of alignment there with the beliefs that we have at Foot Locker and Kids Foot Locker. And, but we serve our customers in slightly different ways. Um, we operate, you know, we sell primarily a pretty premium product. WSS offers our customers a ton of value. Um, mm-hmm. So there's some really great synergy there. And as far as off mall, that's actually, you know, an important part of our strategy as well. So malls are still important to us. Our customer loves shopping in the mall because they have a ton of choices. But we actually are opening a number of different off-mall stores really mm-hmm. so that we can be closer to our customer. So between Foot Locker and Kids Foot Locker, it's actually not just House of Play that we've opened. But um, when you think about the two brands together, we've opened community stores, which are bigger than a normal Foot Locker and Kids Foot Locker. Um, they really have you know, activation areas as well to serve adults and their families. Um, and those we really want to make sure that we're placing in the community, in the neighborhood where our customers live. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, just kind of speaking generally, I suppose, you know, as, as a leader who has worked for traditional department stores like JCPenney, you know, what do you see in, in terms of kind of the future of the shopping mall and, and how important do you think, you know, off mall will be just kind of for the, the future of retail in general? I think that the mall still has a place. I think the mall is just in a period of reinvention, right? Where you see mm-hmm. the mall becoming more than just a collection of specialty retailers and department stores and being more lifestyle centers with more restaurants and maybe a gym or maybe a school. We even have a, a mall near us that has a you know, a hospital that's been built to the side to really serve the community. So I think that, I think the mall is just going to look different than it maybe Mm -hmm. did 20 years ago. Um, But I think there's still a place for people coming together and, you know, being able to shop, being able to go to the movies, being able to eat and gather together. So I think it's just about an evolution um, Mm -hmm. of a shopping experience. Speaking of evolution, you know, a lot of brands are talking about gamification and, Mm -hmm. Metaverse, which is the big buzzword of the year, I'd say. Yep. We're seeing so many brands like Nike and Vans kind of launch spaces in these open world games like Roblox, where you can kind of play around and explore inside in these like very totally virtually branded worlds. And with having such a core consumer group being alphas for for kids footlocker is this something that you guys are currently exploring or considering exploring in the future 
It is actually, yes. Oh. So we're currently at work um, on something along those lines because you're right. That's where our customer is. Our kid is really the influencer of their parents. And kids are increasingly living kind of in this digital world and they want to be able to create their own worlds and interact with the brands and people, you know, that they like in the real world digitally. Um, so it's definitely something that we're exploring. We think that we can have a pretty cool experience, um, hopefully later this year. Um, so I won't share too many of the details because we're still working on it, but it's definitely something that our team's hard at work right now. Um, and I think we're, we're really excited about what that will mean for our customers. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited to hear more in the future. So we will definitely watch out for that. It's really exciting time to be in retail, I think. And, you know, we would definitely love to learn more about House of Play. And actually, before we go, I wanted to know, so you have some stores open in Florida and Texas. Mm -hmm. Are there plans to expand into different cities? Yes, there are. We do have plans to open a couple new ones actually later this year, which are going to be um, perhaps even better than the first ones we opened, although the first ones were great. We're continuing to evolve the experience. And then, um, you know, the first two have been so successful that we are putting our plans in place now for expanding that so that we can, you know, be in more cities um, to be closer to more our kids and their families. So we're pretty excited about that. Awesome. Well, if you need any suggestions... Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> we have a lot of kids here that, you know, like sneakers. So just putting Great. it out there. I will keep from, that in mind. From one mom with a very rowdy four-year-old to yeah. another. <laughs> well, Jill, thank you again for hopping on the show with us today. It was a pleasure meeting you and learning about, you know, some of the really cool stuff Kids Foot Locker is doing. So I really appreciate your time. Well, thanks, Gabriella, for having me. It was really nice talking to you. I appreciate being here. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at Rethink underscore Retail and show some love by subscribing, reviewing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.